dog in your life is thinking? Well, join me, Liz Murdoch, animal communicator, talking with the dogs and finding out what dogs want people in their lives to know and understand. I've spent my life talking and listening to animals. So if you consider yourself a dog person or just happen to have a dog, I'm here to help you learn how to talk or listen to the dogs in your life. I chat with people too, sharing stories and tips on exactly how animal communication or being a dog whisperer makes an impact at home or when working with the dogs. So welcome to Talking with the Dogs podcast, a place where we uncover exactly what dogs want us to know and celebrate that every dog has a story. So Lena, can you tell us a bit about how you were able to develop your own intuition as a tool in your life and bring about the change that you're no longer suffering extreme pain from an incurable disease? Thank you for asking that. Okay. Many years ago, I did have, I suffered with um, what called fibromyalgia and pain from the top of my head to the bottoms of my feet. And searching at that time, this was in the early, well, in the mid to later 80s, mid 80s, I guess. And I suffered for 10 years with chronic headaches and went to all sorts of doctors. And finally, I I started into natural medicine. And with that, I started doing, I started reading books on herbs and foods and so on. And fast forward a few years, I met on a blind date, my husband, Dr. Bruce Nelson, who he was also very instrumental in helping me be healed with his method. He's a chiropractor, a holistic chiropractor. And so we eventually got married and talking about intuition, he used uh, he used muscle testing, and you've probably heard of muscle testing or kinesiology. And yep. backing up a little bit, when I was searching through nutrition to feel better, I I was taking a lot of supplements and and using a lot of foods. I started juicing before it was cool. Okay, eating green things and juicing, mm-hmm. and uh, using supplements, which really back in like the mid. Uh, 980s or 980s, I guess, uh, even yoga was strange at that point in time. And saying, right. I'm intuitive, people would look at you like, whoa, that's weird. And But now it's coming more into the forefront and into mainstream. So using, intu- using intuition and communicating with your own subconscious mind is basically what I do. And I learned to do that through my husband, Dr. Bruce, who used a form of muscle testing or kinesiology to tap into the brain, the subconscious mind, and ask, what is going on with this pain you're having? And basically, as um, after we married, I started, I learned, he taught me his method of muscle testing and connecting with the brain or subconscious mind. And he worked with people who were very, very ill from uh, the U.S. and Canada and other parts of the world. And as we worked together and I learned his methods of muscle testing, I said, you know, food needs to come into play here. So I developed through muscle testing. And in my book, I explain it very well and give you Exactly. I teach you how to do that yourself. So I started testing. And so muscle testing or kinesiology is basically using a muscle. Now, are you familiar with it, uh, with muscle testing or kinesiology, Liz? I am familiar with it. Yes, but not with not in terms of applying it to an animal. Okay. So I'm interested in how it's it's going to do that. But yes, I'm sure there are people who don't. So I would love to hear more. Okay. Well, my first experience with using it with an animal was my husband, and just right after we were married, uh, was asked to go to uh, the fairgrounds. And he had worked with racehorses a lot and other animals, dogs, cats, and so on. So we went um, and he, he put his hand on this horse 
and started asking through muscle testing himself and testing himself um, as a surrogate, so to speak, because uh, you can, with a person, let's say you could uh, say, hold your arm out and give me a strong yes or say my name right. is Bob, that sort of thing. So, But he used himself as the surrogate and used his own arm basically to test what was going on with this horse, why this horse's leg had a problem, why it couldn't walk as good as it could. So asking and found that the, the bones were out of place and he corrected that. But also, mm-hmm. so as we started working together, I said, I, couldn't you test and find out what the perfect foods are for a person or an animal? So fast forwarding that, and in my book, The Food Codes, I, I show you how you can test for yourself, how you can test for your animal through kinesiology or simple muscle testing, what are the best foods for my for my animal or myself. Mm-hmm. So and right. like you can test brands and so on, but in that intuition, the muscle testing for those people who don't who say, "Ah, I don't have any t- intuition. I don't get any I don't get any vibes from anything." Right. You you really do. Everyone can have and expand their intuition. And there are there are different ways to do that. You know, some people say you need to meditate and really get down into the space and then something comes to you. Well, sometimes it does to a person and sometimes it doesn't right away. So practicing, what I have found is using muscle testing to tune into your animal. Are you happy? Do you need a certain kind of food? And so forth can bring your intuition basically into contact with your animal, with your dog's intuition. And then you can actually use muscle testing to better your intuition. So those thoughts that you're feeling and thinking, um, for instance, you, you can go into the grocery store and we can talk more about this, but you can use mm-hmm. your intuition to find out what your best animal's foods are. So does that make sense, Liz? It, it, it does to me, but I, I, I know that there are people because I talk to the skeptics or the people who want to understand, I can see why the muscle testing would help because you're getting an affirmation or a validation when the go. muscle is not as strong. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's an issue with that food because when it's, it is a match and it's a healthy, good food for that body, then the the arm or the leg responds in a stronger way, right? Right. Exactly. So how would somebody do this on their dog okay. and know whether dog food A is better than dog food B? Are we are we there yet to talk about that? Sure, sure. You bet. So let's let's talk a little bit about muscle testing and the different types and being a surrogate for your animal. Okay, I'll explain a little bit more about that. So I can, for myself, uh, let's say just hold my arm at a right angle. So I'm saying, so a visual, holding my right arm to my side and bringing that, you know, down straight and then bringing my, my elbow up to a right angle my my arm for okay. pointing forward and it doesn't matter if my hands my uh, my left hand is up or down so my left arm to at a right angle to my side i can actually bring my right arm over and lightly press on like right above my uh, right above the the band at my wrist right to above okay. the and and say Give me a yes answer, a strong yes answer, and lightly press down on my wrist and just intend that your wrists, your arms stay strong. Just lightly press down and you'll feel as it stops. Okay? Yes. And so then you can say, okay, now give me a no answer and don't resist. No resistance to my arm. So as you lightly press down, you'll feel that your arm just goes down. And oh, yes. that is I'm a no uh-huh. answer. Okay. So yes. you can intend, and that's just one of many ways to test a strong muscle. So then you can say, my name is Liz and give me a strong yes. So if you ask that and okay. your name. My name is Liz. Okay. Uh-huh. My arm is very okay. strong. Now say my name is something else. Like my name is Sally. My name is Sally. Oh, it, yeah. There's it no resistance. Okay. No, it. 
it wobbles big time. Yeah. So that is one way. And like I said, that's just one way of muscle testing. There are many. And I give you several examples with photos in my book. So you can do that with yourself. So establishing, yes, that you you can test. And now you can intend. Everything is intention. Okay. We are in this marvelous soup in the universe of connection with other beings. Okay. It's called quantum yes. physics. Yes. So you can actually mm-hmm. connect with, let's say, um, I'm going to say my dog's name is Berkeley because we're going to talk about Berkeley today, my grand puppy. Yes. And so right now. But don't give me any no, information no, 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 about no. Berkeley. I'm just going to okay. intend that I'm connecting with Berkeley subconsciously. And so I would say, I would intend to do that. And now I'll say, my name is Berkeley. And I am getting a strong yes on that. My name is Lana. I get a weak no on that. So that is how you can make yourself a surrogate for testing for your animal or even another person. But at the, so then you can ask, does, uh, does Berkeley need a certain kind of food? Or you can ask Berkeley, you can ask questions about your pet. You know, does my, does my pet, do you Berkeley need dog food A? No. Do you need dog food B? Yes. And then you can ask a series of other questions that we can talk about, but that's how you could connect as a surrogate for your animal. And I've seen this, I've done this for many, many years. I've actually worked with, you name it, any kind of animal, uh, like I was telling you before our session, even a rattlesnake and test for them. You don't have to touch the animal. You simply have to intend that you are testing for them. Does, does that answer the question? Yes. Oh, it does. I've been practicing. And so like I have a dog that's having some medical issues and I ha- I think some of it's tied to food. And so I just sort of said, is it for her, it's a carrot. And my arm went totally wobbly. So I felt validated. Yes, it's amazing. And now she's here at my feet, but it seems like it doesn't matter where the dog is or the animal is. It could be. So we could do it remote. It is remote. Uh, It is remote. Yes, definitely. So because I work with people on six of the seven continents and at different times, Mm -hmm. I'm not with them. And that's what mostly um, I, I do pretty much all remote working these days with people or with animals. So let's say you have a you know, even an animal in a, a pasture or a dog, uh, you know, you're working with a dog anywhere on the planet. You can, you can use this with muscle testing remotely and using your intuition because you're tapping in. You are always tapping into your intuition. And then with that energy of whatever animal or dog you're working with, that is how to definitely right. tap into and that it- intuition. Can, when you first, would you say you were very intuitive before you were on this mission to improve your health and you were tired of being in pain and you wanted to get better? Were you, would you, did you hone your intuition? Was that something that was new to you or were you always very intuitive? I was not always very intuitive. Okay. I would say I was not uh, very intuitive. How I, first accessed and started looking for things that would help me, help me be more intu- intuitive was I started meditating and I had an experience um, when I was very sitting very, very still and I had never done this before. I was actually looking for an answer for something. And I sat for a long time being very, very still. It's the first time I'd really heard about meditation and I saw something in my, like in my mind's eye, so to speak, I, with my eyes closed and it startled me. I thought, whoa, how did I do that? What, what happened? How, how did that happen? I hadn't seen that before. And so then, you know, I started searching and about that time, I actually, I had met my husband and then started tapping into start. I learned the kinesiology, kinesiology, the muscle testing, and that actually, Liz, helped me be more intuitive because what I learned was right before I would almost ask the question of uh, what I was going to ask, it would pop into my mind or uh, the question, the, the answer, okay, oh. the answer oh, would, interesting. would pop into my mind and it's like, 
whoa, am I testing wrong because I saw that answer or I heard it or I felt it somewhere in my body? So what I found and with working with a lot of clients worldwide is that the kinesiology, the muscle testing will actually help you hone into your intuit intuition. Because as I've listened to your recordings and you're working with animals, sometimes you'll say, oh, I felt a little something in my stomach. Or you'll say, oh, right. I just thought this. So you actually have a lot of the different types, if you will, because some people, people like to right. type things. I see it. Yes. I feel it. I hear it. I just know it. So those are different types of mm -hmm. intuition. So with muscle testing, actually, I've helped to increase pretty much all of those kinds of intuition with myself, where I did not feel that I had those before. but. Actually, everyone does. Some have stronger, stronger in certain type than others, but yeah, it can help with that. Well, it's interesting because you, you and I are just speaking today for the first time mm -hmm. and I've gone through your materials and I've learned about this, but, it, and I knew about your, your, I don't know what your illness was. You just say that you had something that was causing you pain and you wanted to, to deal with it, but the, the kinesiology aspect and getting in tune with your body and how that brought about your intuition is interesting to me because my intuition has become so much stronger over the years because I've been in car accidents and I've had to use it to heal my body mm -hmm. and trust, am I ready to walk a mile? Should I just do half a mile? Can I do such and such? And my own body work and healing it's so interesting how it, it, from what you're saying, that all of that is tied to developing our intuition from the body for, and then we use it as a tool for other things. Isn't that so interesting? So it's fascinating. Well, and I would yes. tell you, Liz, I was in the, the thing, I was very healthy. I was always a very healthy girl, a healthy person. I mean, I grew up with animals. I wanted to be a veterinarian. It was my, you know, the thing I wanted to be in life. I, I wasn't, I actually became a mom and had six kids and I was kind of a vet there and always had pets and stuff. But I yeah. was in my early, uh, early thirties, I was in a severe car wreck, which gave me head, neck, shoulder. And that was caught. That's what caused the pain from head to foot in my body and seeking, seeking medical attention didn't seeking medical help didn't help me. It was actually a neurologist, one of my neurologists who said, I really think you should see a chiropractor for this. And that's when I started searching into natural therapies and so on. And you know what you think about, you bring about, I said to a friend of mine one day, you know, I really should marry a chiropractor. I'm seeing one three times a week. <laughs> so that's funny. Yes. Well, it is interesting how things, even the fact that you wanted to be a vet as a child, you are now helping animals in a holistic way like a vet. Yes. And so we never know where things lead. So uh, it's it's just so fascinating. Okay. So we, when we you talked about, you know, the intuition and, and how you saw how I, I see it in multiple ways. I feel it. I know it. Some people are... Ha, folk, I have it more in one way. I was working with a woman once who she kept over and over would say, oh, I'm tasting this in my mouth. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I get tastes as you periodically when I'm working with clients, but not like this gal. She was, she could go into such detail of the, what she was tasting yeah. and it would, it was rapid. It was like every animal that she worked with, she would comment on a taste. Yes. And so for people listening or who read your book, who, or decide, I want to try, I'm going to try talking to my dog. I'm going to try to figure out and talking with the dog really is listening with the dogs. I'm going to try and figure out what I need to do to change the food for my dog, or it's, it's limping. What can I do? But I'm not getting anything. And, you know, I, I always think of Elizabeth Gilbert in one of her books, she talked about the, the meditation and how she'd sit there and get nothing. And she'd sit there and get nothing and people get frustrated. And, and she clearly, obviously, because she stuck with it, she got something. How do you help your clients get something without getting frustrated and say, oh, forget it. I'm just going to, this, I don't get it. Okay. How do you help people 
do that? Well, practice <laughs> with okay, exactly with muscle testing. There's no shortcut that you have. Well, some people get it right away. Okay, some people really do. Yes, and so some people might have a block to muscle testing. It's like a belief or something like, no, I really can't do that. And so then, um, working with yourself, tuning in with yourself. In my book, I give you a several pages of how to if you have a block, you just can't do it. I give you you know a lot of advice on how to yes. eventually use that. And what I've heard a lot of people say is, you know, I've tried it before and I couldn't do it, but with your, with your, um, because I've worked with so many people with what you told me in your book. Right. And I just had an email this morning. This woman said, I've tried this before and thank you so much. Cause it's working for me now with my, you know, what I, what I gave her in the book. And so practice with anything. With muscle testing, you're building or using kinesiology, you're building that muscle, so to speak, and quotes around muscle. Yes. You're learning how to do that. Yes. You can't just go run a marathon and expect to do uh, a 5K or whatever it is and do that right now. You have to practice on that. So muscle testing, you can just one of the tips is get your name. My name is, and I, I could practice, my name is Lana, okay? And I could go into the kitchen and I could say, oh, that's an apple on the counter. Give me a strong yes. And that's a pear on the counter. Give me a weak no. So just some ideas of practicing every day and intending to get that strong yes, that strong yes, intending to, and your muscle will go weak. Eventually, yes, find that what, find what works. This is the key. Find what form works best for you first. Try a few forms of muscle testing and find what works best for you. Okay, you could want to use this other the best, but find what works best for you and then practice that. And yes, you can is what I can say. And that will also, oh, I love as you develop, that will help to, in, in, you know, you'll be able to then, as you say, look into your dog's eyes and see what that dog needs, smell it, taste it. Because smelling is also, a lot of people will tell me, oh, I I could get the scent or aroma of something. So, and then it's mm -hmm. like, oh, I heard the word or I heard the sound or I heard this clicking noise. What is that about? And then further, or I saw a color. Not always will you see something or I, or I could, oh, I could see over in my, at my dog's haunches on my dog's back that there was a, like a, a point, a dark spot there. So seeing, knowing, feeling, hearing, smelling, tasting, touch, those are all different parts of intuition. Well, this is just great because I love how you tie it into practice on yourself first. And, you know, many people have issues with coffee. You know, they can only drink a certain amount or alcohol. We all have different tolerance levels of those kinds of beverages. So that's a great one to say, you know, can I have, you know, five cups of coffee a day? My arm's going to wobble. Mm -hmm. And so by practicing on ourselves with things we know that are really good, our favorite foods or things that we're more sensitive to, that would be a, a you know, a shortcut kind of to honing it because we already know the answers and we should notice the wobble, you know, if we're the kind of person who can't have five cups of coffee every yes. day, you're going to get a wobble. So I love how you are making the, and I, I've seen it in your book, the step-by-step -step on try this, take this baby step first to honing your intuition with yourself build up to it and then move on to your dog rather than just, oh, I like, I like talking with the dogs. I'm going to go try and talk. Well, I didn't hear anything, but no, we're saying today, practice on yourself with something, you know, and then go to your dog. And many people who have dogs, they, they, or any animal, they know what their dog's preferences yes. are or their favorite dog food or cats, especially, oh, she won't eat that can. <laughs> True. So you can practice on the yeah, you know, you can practice on what you already know mm -hmm. and see that if you can sense that wobble and then work up to the unknowns. It's it's great. I think that you are such a gift to the animal world and the people world by teaching us how to bring it all together. And as we take better care of ourselves, it just makes it so much easier to take care of our dogs. Oh, so true. 
in any of our And pets. they sometimes can yeah. mirror back ourselves as you've, as you know. Yes. Um, I can give you some tips, some quick okay. tips on how to test foods if you'd like, and some sure. ideas of questions to ask. Perfect. Perfect. Whenever you, you know, if, if that's appropriate right now to do. I think it is. I think it is because I think, I, I think people listening are like, okay, well, this is cool. And as they, you know, when I work with clients and I say something that there's no way I would know that they're like, okay, well, that's accurate. Then they start thinking, well, how does this work? Science doesn't prove it, but here you are you know, working in the field of health saying, well, yeah, this is proven. I've got, I'm, I'm no longer sick. I'm no longer in pain. So yes, let's give people tips on how they can develop it for themselves and take better care of their dogs. Perfect. So go for it. Okay. So this will work with humans and with animals. Okay. Uh So first of all, let's say you are very, I'll I'll use Roxy as one example of a dog I've worked with. Okay, Roxy was losing. She was a boxer, a beautiful little boxer, and she was losing her hair. She was losing her hair on her her back, her backside, her haunches, and so on. And using what I've told you about muscle testing, we determined that Roxy's um, some of the glands. Roxy was her glands weren't working properly, and that was a, one of the problems for this hair loss. And we asked, I said, Roxy, and testing on myself, is there a particular food that your body needs for, for um, to help with this hair loss? So I in actually in my book, The Food Codes, I have a downloadable in there. You can go to a certain page and download a list. It's like about of of many whole foods. Okay, from fruits, yep. vegetables, pretty much any any whole foods that a human would eat. And you can also ask, is there anything in here that my dog needs that is good for them right now for like Roxy and her hair loss? What we found was that Roxy actually needed some chicken uh, ah. as a specific food for her. And she needed cooked chicken. You could ask, does, does Roxy need a raw food? Does Roxy need a cooked food? And so Roxy's owner started, she started cooking chicken for her. And then she actually found at her local pet store, she found some refrigerated fresh foods and she found cooked chicken. So she didn't have to make it all the time for Mm -hmm. Roxy. And then we found that Roxy needed a supplement for this, um, uh, for her endocrine system and suggested a supplement uh, for Roxy and sh- her hair grew back. She, now, how um, did you she, know she needed a supplement? You, I, so I, you I tested a the- list of supplements. I okay. had a list of supplements uh, that I tested from. And so you can look for these types of lists yes. online. You could say, what are the perfect supplements for a dog that, that a vet would suggest or something like that? So that, that's an example of using it with a boxer and a good result from that. So also some questions you could ask about your pet are things about water. Is there a specific type of water? Is my tap water okay for my pet? Do I need to use purified water for my pet? Uh, that sort of thing. So you could ask about water. You could ask about any types of... No, wait a minute. Bet. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Because I, I, this, I have told people that their dog is telling me that there was one particular who said, I really like fresh water. There you go. <laughs> and, and some animals, they do mm-hmm. like fresh water. I, I, another animal who had been in a not so good situation was in a new environment. And one of the things he said was, I love fresh water. People don't appreciate fresh water. So now taking it to the next level, there's a lot of people who are going to go, okay, my dog wants purified water. You got to be kidding me. How is that different to give a dog purified water than regular water? If you think about your own tap water in your house, a lot of people are using purifiers these days because of the stuff that comes through our water system. You know, you've heard a lot about the impure water that's coming from public water systems and the chemicals that are put in it to sanitize it and so forth. So a lot of people are using water purified water for themselves. 
but and they have then whole house water systems. But if you're drinking right. water from a water purifier and you just run the sink and give your your pet this water that has a lot of chlorination or something in it, you know, it, just think about that. Is so you can test: is this tap water good for me? Is this tap water good for my my pet, my dog? And so I find a lot of pets prefer purified water. So, and what can people notice? Because it does, you know, so this is new for some people. They're, uh-huh. they're probably thinking, I'm, my dog is just lucky to get a walk every day. I'm, exactly. I love my dog. <laughs> I am like, okay, I did, who, did someone fill up the water? Did, does he have water? Does he have fresh water? Now we're talking purified water. Now I'm, I'm just sort of playing devil's advocate here, but exactly. in terms of behavior changes or health changes, how can purified water make a difference? It could be in anything. Okay. If the, if the, if the water that you're, you know, let's just use tap water again and you have heavily chlorinated water, uh, in your household and that is bothering your, your pet in certain ways, it could be making it kind of hyperactive. It could be making it slow. It could be affecting some part of its body. For instance, kidneys that, that, dog is having kidney problems and we really don't know why you start giving the Mm -hmm. dog and you can ask you can ask also is what my dog is what going is what is going on with my dog associated with the dog's food if I change my dog's food will it help him or her feel better will it help give them you know and you can also ask for uh, weight loss, a dog that, you know, because they tend to sometimes it's like, I don't know why my dog is putting on pounds that um, I'm not feeding them extra. The vet is saying to put them on, you know, less food and so on. You can ask those kind of questions. And so does that make sense? It really could show in yes. any particular anyway, way. Just as like you anybody reacts differently. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So I, it would seem to me like your work with the animals is just growing as well. I mean, you, you've talked and I know you do a lot of consults with people. Is this growing with people consulting you? Can they reach out to you to do this? Oh my goodness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I, I do still work with lots of animals and uh, love working with animals, but you can work with them yourself as well. You know, yes. your listener can work with them and find out what their perfect foods are. So you're really about so, empowering people. Yes. I, I, you, you like the clients, uh-huh. but you can't have 7 million clients. So a big part, <laughs> you're right. you can't get to everyone. And I, I know that you're an animal lover. So part of your mission is really is educating people to go give this a try and Learn how to do it yourself. Interest. That's so wonderful. Exactly. And in that way, and that's the reason why I wrote the books, Intuitive Eating for Every Body, including animal bodies as well, so that more people could be helped, more animals can be helped right. with this. Because I, I have done a lot, you know, big seminars on just helping animals. Mm-hmm. So you can help your animal with this. Well, thank you so much. Let us check in. If I have any more questions, I will come back to this, but I think you've covered so much. And it's, I love that you're giving tools that people who might be driving around listening can actually say, wait a minute. Okay. It's sort of fun that we can intuitively talk to our dog and, you know, people can find out that my dog really likes to you know, sleep on my pillow next to me. She wouldn't know that or, or that they like the, the music that we play, but this is something I can do and I'm going to start playing with yes. the muscle testing. So hopefully anyone out there is going to start experimenting with muscle testing. So I am now nice. looking at a picture of Berkeley. Berkeley is your dog is a family dog that stays with you uh, when mm-hmm. you're not traveling, spreading your message. And I'm looking at I'm, I'm getting quiet and looking into Berkeley's eyes. Berkeley's very soulful. I will post a picture on in the show notes and everything. So Berkeley's a very soulful dog, very communicative. So to me, Berkeley is clearly a dog by the look in her eyes that is used to communicating with many people and, and, and mm-hmm. is very receptive to 
talking and listening. She listens to a lot of different people in her life. There are people who are intuitive, who talk to her and she says, treat her respectfully. So it's, it's by how she's sitting too. I'm reading just her body language that she's very proud of it. And, and she is a massive listener. Um, I want to find out what she wants. So her, her favorite thing is one of her favorite things is when she can listen to somebody and she says, be a sounding board, so to speak. She will listen to anything and she gets a lot of, she hears a lot of different perspectives on things and she has different people in her life telling her, talking, talking about different things. And she, she says, I've heard it all. (laughs) Does that sound like something she would say? I've heard it all. Nothing. So she says, nothing surprises me, but she's not judgmental in the least. It's like one of her favorite things is to just sounding board is the word that comes up for anybody who wants to talk to her. She's a, she says, I've got your back. It's her mission in life. It's tied to her personality, but it's also one of her favorite things. Does that sound right? It does. It sounds very right. Yeah. She's a sweet, I mean, I, she's drawing me and she's, she's a powerful dog. She has a powerful presence she has a demanding presence. Do you, do you work with her? Do you take her with you sometimes? Because <laughs> actually, yeah, she is a powerful presence and she does listen to others. And uh, yes, I have worked with her and I don't necessarily take her with me. You know, she uh-huh. would be wonderful to take anywhere and do anything. But yeah, she is. She has to be touching you almost when she is with you. It's um, She's a really awesome feeler, if you will. Yeah, I think she, she uses that sense of the body connection to like download information. She like wants to get it all. It's not like you know, people are an animal who just wants to check in. A dog might run to the door and say, who's here? And then go plop down. She's all about who's here. I want to know about you. How are you feeling personally, one-on-one as an individual? You know, she wants to check in all over the board. Although she says she has her limits too, especially as she's getting older, she has her limits. So when she's done, or if she feels that the person either she says wants their space or deserves their space, then she will go like plop down. She does it like a thump. She likes to plop down and she says like, I'm on break, I'm done. So she's not, <laughs> is that true? Yes, it is. She, yeah. yeah so, she just goes to Zen. <laughs> yes, yeah, she does it. It's, it's like, a. she says it's like a light switch, which is sort of interesting because she's so in someone's space when she wants to be, but then it's like a light switch and she'll suddenly decide, okay, I'm done. This, I, it's like, she knows, like I tend to know when I'm done with an intuitive session, she's done too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what else does she want to say? So I usually end a session with what would you like to say, but she's like, she wants to say something now. And what is it? She, she likes having a platform for sure. Some dogs do. Some have no idea what that even means, but she knows it's like she wants to come to the microphone. So what is it, Berkeley? Well, it's like she knows there's a lot going on in the world. So I, I've never talked to a dog that I felt is as worldly, like wants to make a commentary about the world. She, I mean, she's very soulful. So I want to get this right. What is it, Berkeley? So she, I don't know where she lives, like where she's located. We just sort of, we met on online kind of thing, following, finding each other, but you and I, I don't know where Berkeley Mm -hmm. lives, but she is very much aware. and, and, And with her family, she's very much aware, aware of like world politics. And it's, it seems really weird even to me to say, but I mean, it's like, she, it's like, she says, I know what's going on. She's very adamant. I know what's going on. Is, is, is that something that you can see her saying? 
here here is with that her um her ma- her uh, her uh-huh. man <laughs> she has like a mom and a right. dad her her mom and dad is very um let's say political and is very aware of what's going on in the, the man world is. so to speak okay uh-huh well actually so both, she's in but, the, it's in the house but the man is concerned okay. with that so berkeley yes. uh-huh. berkeley knows that because i'm seeing like this red white and blue like stars like glitter above her she's very <laughs> you got it she's very aware it's like and she's my it's like my eyes are watering she really really cares about the state of the world and she know that's why she she says i've heard it all and i care and she's like people and she's non-political. It's not like she, she's just say people do what's right. And, and it's like, it's a personal thing that she's saying. And my eyes, I mean, she's so, my eyes are watering. It's like, she's, she's not saying, she's not on a band. Her, her mission is to say, people do what you think is right. Do what, not even what you think is right. Do what you know is right. She's so convinced. It's like this glittery sparkle, like the confetti, like, and cheering, mm-hmm. but she's not saying that it's about anything. It's do do what is right, but it's red, white, and blue. It's like the country and the world. She goes, it it matters. It it matters. And come on, we can do better. But she's not putting anyone down. She's very clear about that. It's it's the she okay. The, so the word is she's like the complacency. People do it. It's like she wants. Like I see someone, she wants people to get up and do what they need to do and doing what, oh, here she's funny. She's very diplomatic and gracious. She's like, even if doing what's right means get up and let the dog out, then that's what matters. (laughs) Really, because we've all been in situations where it's like, are you going to get the phone or am I going to get the phone? Are you going to get, let the dog out? Are you going to go get the crying baby? You know, we go back and forth or, but she's like, get up and do what you need, do your part, whatever it is. Wow. That's, I mean, she feels really strongly about this. That's very cool. Is that now, can you, Uh, her, Yes. Okay. Okay. So we're not going to go into other people. Verifying that. Yes. Yeah. No, but verifying that. Yes. She is, she's informed through her, you know, her pet mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And I can tell that she has been listening and they very much care. She's mirroring their cares as well. And do something, do good in the world is the biggest theme. What let's get back to doing good. Yes. And it's like what whatever it is. I mean, she's really because she does she goes, I don't want to lose people thinking it's about something bigger than what I'm really or something in a different direction of what I'm saying. It's like let the dog out, feed the dog. Do, do like the at the even at the, whatever you're called for as a person in the grassroots level, it's like the, she she's funny. She's like the dogs can lead us. But they do, you know, they say that people who go out for, for yes. walk their dog live seven years longer. So maybe mm-hmm. that's what the right thing to do is for someone who's scratching their head, like, is like, what are you guys talking about? It's like this dog, what this dog wants people to know is do, if you're going to listen, if you're interested in intuition and that dogs talk, Berkeley's message is do what you know in your heart that is the right thing to do with like the time and the money that, and, and the gifts that you have, whether it's cooking someone dinner or whatever. This is a dog that is like, we can, we can do better as people. So I, I am certainly not, did not come on today with you to think that's, I, I'm going to go out and do my part and tell people this. I'm looking at this dog's picture and I hope if anyone is wondering like, okay, that th- they'll go look and see, because it's, to me, I look at her and it's so clear. This is what she wants people to know. You know, and she's very firm. She is very firm in her conviction of that. She's firm in her body. She sits and stands it and she she lives it. She does. And as that may, as, as strange as that might sound for a dog, she's not just a dog. <laughs> no, she's not at all. Well, 
and, and that's when I really just get into the flow of the intuition. I don't think that any living being is, is oh, it, it's just, it's just a person. It's just one more person. It's just, exactly. it's, it's, it's if, if something's alive, its body is able to operate and it has a subconscious that we don't understand and we're not supposed to understand. So, so for whatever reason, I'm getting this message from this dog that she's, uh, you know, socially aware it's not just, it's like, she's aware of, every, she has an all knowing sense about her, but I am also getting from her now. I've said my piece. She can go back to mm-hmm. being a dog. She feels relieved that she has shared her message. So that it's, it's amazing because I, I feel good that you could verify that there was some um, social awareness in the environment in which she normally is that would explain why maybe mm-hmm. that she's hearing things in co- in conversations with multiple people around in different perspectives and yes. compassion and different things that she's hearing on TV and all that is making her think, oh, well, we can do better. So that is this dog's mission. Heard it from Berkeley, ironically enough. Uh, <laughs> college Berkeley that has spouted activism too, but she's an activist kind of dog, but she says she doesn't have a platform other than the do better platform from a dog. And then, and so there you go, Berkeley. Uh, What else? Is there anything else we need to know Berkeley? She says, well, I do have favorite things. I think it, she says, I had a squeaky duck. Did she have a squeaky duck at one point? She's, she says, I like my toys. Probably. Uh Uh-huh. So she's, you know, she said that. So, uh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to ask her something else about you because we've, we went way general with her. Well, she, she took over. So that's what her message was, but we're going to see if there's anything specifically about you because you, she's the, with you. So Berkeley, what is it about your time with Lana that you would like either like her to know, or that's a favorite thing. So we can, answer that with her. So I'm getting quiet as I try and receive something that she would like you to know. Well, she, she, she does like it at your house. I see her fo- a picture in my mind of her following you and she's curious at what you do. You have a different schedule and routine that, which is obvious. I go, always go back to the skeptics as a little voice saying, well, yeah, everybody does, but you have a very different routine at your house that she, I see her following you like through a room into the kitchen. Oh, your kitchen is slower paced. So it, then where she is and she savors the time in the kitchen with you. You, I guess I'm, she's, I just see, I see her following you, following you around more towards like the left side of your, when you're walking, when she's in the Mm -hmm. house. And I don't know why it's typically, she's more towards the left on you. And she likes that. Um, I mean, that seems very general, but that's the, so I'm trying to ask her, Berkeley, if you can be more specific. And she, so she's likes following you around. Oh, she says, cause she's hopeful to go out with you. Okay. Ah, She's hopeful. She follows you. She does like the kitchen. It is different, but she says the bigger picture, she's hopeful to go out with you because you take her places. And she likes that. (laughs) You do? I just take her, I just take her to the yard basically, but I take her out and she loves to go out and swim. She says you take me frequently in what she considers, I've learned I have to be specific in what she considers frequently and more frequently. She likes the outside. It's like the, oh my gosh, it's like the great outdoors. It's like the sky. She looks up and she likes to smell it and the breeze sort of goes over her nose. Yes. And that's why she's following you. She's hopeful to go outside. Do you have to go through the kitchen back door to go outside? There's some, yeah, it's in, it's the door is in the kitchen area. Okay. So that's why she's following you through the kitchen. Mm-hmm. That is like very special to her. And what she wants you to know is that she appreciates you that, that you make time to make her a priority to do that. Because Uh, she knows there are other things you could do. (laughs) She knows there's other things you could do, but you really, you stop and you make it a priority. And she's grateful for that. Uh Uh-huh. 
That's lovely. <laughs> yeah, that's what she, that's what she wants you to know. That's lovely. So I'm sort of winding down with her. I'm just, I'm looking at the pictures and seeing what else. She's a she's beautiful, soulful eyes. That it's like that you could just go swim around. There's so much to see and, mm-hmm. and show that she can show as an intuitive person yourself. Can do you have any stories that have surprised you that she has shared with you that you've received from her? Well, when she was a pup, uh, this was uh, a few years ago, I actually looked at uh, intuitively, I tested Mm -hmm. and looked at her. One of the things that I do is clearing the heart and the walls around the heart. And Dr. Brad Nelson, my brother-in-law, my husband's brother, actually um, uh, has developed what's called the heart wall clearing. But I first saw intuitively with his wife, Jean, with Brad's wife, Jean, um, a wall basically around her heart. And the then, woman's um, heart. So or, the woman's heart. Yes. Okay. Uh, the woman's heart, Jean's heart. And that okay. wouldn't allow me to get in and say, what's going on with you? So um, fast forward that Dr. Dr. Brad uh, developed what's called the heart wall and clearing through his book the and his technique of the emotion code. But uh-huh. in that, I, I when when Berkeley was a pup, I asked, "Do you have a heart wall?" And I tested that yes, she did, and found that she had a wall around her heart. It had some emotions there. And one of the emotions was about her master. She was mad at him for something he did or as a puppy or wouldn't let her do. And mm-hmm. so I I cleared an emotion. I don't know exactly even remember what it was, but let's just say sadness. And I, I just released that energetically by intention that that right. would release from her heart. And so they actually had a better relationship after that. She wasn't mad at him anymore or sad uh, at yeah. him anymore. And so that um, that's one of the things that I have uh, have helped her with. And then, you know, uh, I, I do test, is this, is this food good for her? So she is eating a food right now that is very, very good for her. And is it okay to give her a, a scrap once in a while of something to make her, t- her food tastier? And yes, it is, even if it's just a little sprinkle of fat on her food. And uh, she loves that. It's like, whoa, talk about doing the puppy dance, you know, so to speak. It's like, thank you. Woohoo. And so, yeah, yeah. So you bet. Well, thank you so much. I guess I I do have one last question then is it it comes up periodically when people say, oh, we can't figure out what's wrong with my dog or my animal. We've done all these tests and we just can't figure it out, but I know something's not right or he's just laying there and he's not acting himself. Something's wrong and you know, no one can find anything. Is that a common thing that it's just because it's like a a food sensitivity that it doesn't show up on a traditional test? It, it very well could be, or some type of a toxin that doesn't show up on a test or an emotion. But oftentimes ask, is there yeah. a food that my dog is eating or is there something? And here's the thing to ask, is there a food that can make them feel better? And right. it could be really any type of food, okay? Uh, it, mm-hmm. it could, maybe, maybe it's not a dog food. Now, here's a trick too. Let's say you use a list of foods like the food codes list and you find out that my dog needs green beans. Okay, you're not going to necessarily feed that dog green beans, but it could be an ID identification of a nutrient that this dog is needing. So what are, what are the key nutrients in a certain food that you might find that this dog is needing? And then, um, you know, through your vet or your own intuition, give the dog something, uh, a supplement or a food that's appropriate for this, for this dog. Does that make sense? This is so great. Yes. It's so great because it's like the missing link in healthcare for a dog is, is this, Mm -hmm muscle testing that we can do at home, part of our self-care. And it's pretty easy. So on the green bean question, so there is Dr. Uh, Karen Becker and Rodney Habib are on a mission to educate people on food 
and like they're very big on greens, getting greens and scientific research. So I have added frozen green beans and I'm going okay. to do muscle testing, but I find it very easy. I can go buy a bag of frozen spinach and green beans at Trader Joe's and it's in the freezer and my, I have big labs. So they love crunching on a handful oh, yes. of frozen green uh-huh. beans. Is, does it matter whether it's fresh fruit or frozen? Do you have any comments? I know I've taken a lot of your time. No, you can ask. Okay. Does it matter? Uh, when it comes to frozen, okay. I worked with an osprey. An osprey okay. is a beautiful bird, very much like an eagle, but they live off of fresh fish. They eat other things as well, but they're known for their fishing. And in at a sanctuary not far from me, they had uh, an ostr- osprey that had broken its wing and they had and and they were caring for it. And they found that, okay, this this osprey was just fully recovered and they took it out to fly and release it back into the wild. And it flew a little ways and it didn't have any more energy to fly to fly. What was discovered was that they had been feeding it frozen fish, frozen fish. And what this osprey really needed was the fresh. So the frozen was something with that destroying a nutrient, um, you know, like a micronutrient that we may have no even idea what it is, not discovered now or ever discovered, but giving that uh, osprey fresh food gained its wow. strength in the way it needed to fly. So you can ask, do I is it okay to feed my dog this uh dry food? Is it okay to feed fresh? I had a bunny rabbit one time that um its owner was feeding it dried carrot treats from the pet store. And this bunny rabbit did not, its body did not like the dried. It didn't even like carrots, okay? Its body did yeah. not like carrots. So just ask, ask those questions. So it really goes back, bottom line, do the muscle testing on your animal, do it on yourself. And not only is it a great way to start honing your own intuition, but it's like so important to take good maximum, maximize your own health care for both you and it's your not dog. one size fits or all any or one diet fits all. Give yes. this give this overweight no. diet dog this particular diet, and then every other dog that comes along needs this particular diet. No, it's the same with humans or animals. It, there's no one size fits all. And your writing is also good because you emphasize that the body changes. So if you move across country or, you know, two years goes by and, and there's a change that you have to constantly adjust your food. It's not like we figured out what I can eat and five years I can eat the same things. Yeah. And, and think just about like that with our dogs. Think about this with your dog. Uh, family situations. Is, has there been a crisis in the family and then the dog gets ill or the dog won't eat? or something happens like that. So there are different stressors that are happening with your pet all the time. Hot, cold, uh, vacation, whether you're leaving, whether, you know, there's there's something, a crisis in the family. Your pet is, is interfacing with all of those things, just as you are. So in, yeah, so intuition is really important because we can go to a certain kind of specialist, like a foot doctor or whatever, but we have to take in environment and emotions. And that's what you're trying to do with this muscle testing is get us in touch with our bodies and our animals' bodies and and our intuition and just ask and the answers will be provided. That's it in a nutshell, Liz. Wow. So powerful. I will make sure we've talked a lot about different resources. I will post for sure all your links that I have. And I think that, yes, I want people to be able to access this because it's not about us trying to be everybody's personal advisor. It's about empowering them to be able to do this themselves and come to us as they might need further support or have questions, I will have your contact information as well. A link on Amazon to buy your book. It's fabulous. And I just thank you so much for your generous time today explaining. I mean, it's a benefit 
the explain the food codes, intuitive eating for everybody, which includes my body and my pet's body. So thank you so much. Is there anything else you want to add? <laughs> you are welcome. Well, you can go to my website, www.thefoodcodes, with an S, plural, thefoodcodes.com. And um, just about anything that you read on there can be interpreted and uh, can be uh, applied to your dog. Okay? Pretty much everything. Yes. Now, last thing, you do speaking engagements. What is your favorite thing to do if someone were to call you and say, I want to work with you? Do you have a favorite, like right now you're focused on online sessions or you're, you're doing a lot of travel? Do you have a favorite? Maybe you don't, you like it all and that's good too, but I'm just giving you the chance if there's something. Well, I do like it all and I love working with animals. They always, always are, re- are receptive. Okay. They mm-hmm. don't have preconceived emotion, or cre- preconceived notions and they're more intuitive about what you're doing. It's like, well, thank you. Finally. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I do love Just- working with animals. Okay. Excellent. Well, thank you to sharing Berkeley with us and Berkeley's very powerful message about going out there today and just doing it. Berkeley's funny. It's like so gracious, even if it's tomorrow, but just do try and do one thing you can do, whether it's let the dog out or something on a bigger scale. What a great dog, great message for today. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for your messages and blessings. Thanks for tuning in to Talking with the Dogs. Hope today's episode made you want to understand your own dog better and appreciate that every dog has a story and something to say. Subscribe now for more dog stories and insights into animal communication and what it's like to be a dog whisperer. Review this episode on Apple Podcasts or follow Talking with the Dogs on Instagram or Facebook and sign up for a chance for you and your dog to be a guest on the show. Whatever you do, I hope you'll spend time talking with the dogs. Mm -hmm.